Welcome everyone to episode 16 of Love My Sheep. I am your host, Miss Lydia, and in this episode, I am going to discuss the importance of boundaries and how we as Christians can set them, adjust them, and implement them in our grief journey. First, I want to share why I had taken a bit of a longer break than usual since my last episode, as I had arrived at an unexpected crossroad a couple of days ago. I did not know if this podcast was coming to an end or coming to a break, transitioning or expanding. This platform is the Lord's doing and I am walking in it uncomfortably. I want to ensure that the purpose God opened this door for me is not overshadowed or compromised by any other noise. God was clear that this would not be administered by the way the world operates in this platform. So I need to ensure that I am not interrupting his direction and instruction. Feedback and advice are wonderful and I will take it all before the Lord in prayer as that is the only way I can ensure that all feedback and advice are from the Lord through others. We cannot neglect prayer and supplication in our journey, but I am always grateful for the feedback and responses. Philippians 4 verse 6 states, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Yes, I know I reference Philippians 4 a lot, as it is a chapter that has contributed a lot of structure to my journey. That said, at this juncture, I will be continuing as before in the manner that I did before, but I am praying that God will bring some structure to this particular journey so I can communicate a schedule of when these episodes will be and are being published. Now back to boundaries. Setting boundaries is so important and they will change throughout our grief journey. When the loss is fresh, new, and raw, the strictest of boundaries is crucial. We are beginning a process where we want to ensure that our only big battle is not allowing our pain to be greater than God, because that can lead to some unhealthy and regrettable choices. Yes, we know that God is greater than our pain, but when we go through a loss, the last thing we should try to do is to ignore our pain or mask it by voicing Christian phrases like God is taking care of it. My hope and trust is in God or I'm leaning on the Lord. His grace is sufficient for me. There are many, many more. And these are all truths. But there's also a process which is unique to each and every one of us because sometimes we need a little more time in the season of mourning before we can say anything or listen to anyone. I have referenced Ecclesiastes 3 verse 4 in a prior episode or two that there is a time to weep and a time to mourn. That verse does not say how long that time is, but that season will vary for each of us and depends on how we internally process and what we have gone through so far in our lives. Nobody should ever utter the words, well, you should be over it by now, no matter what the loss is. Sadly, it is usually the people who claim to be non-judgmental that will utter those words. My response to anyone who hears those words is to let God's voice be louder 
and what he is saying to you in that moment or after that, because he will never feed you discouragement. He will feed you grace and mercy to the offender and soothe your pain. That is why in the fresh, raw state of loss, we should desire to spend alone time with the Lord and let people know that we would like some space to process, to grieve, and to mourn. Some people do not like to be alone and desire the company of people in the state of fresh, raw loss. I was one of those people, but it also depended on the nature of the loss. I remember years ago after I went through a significant embarrassing moment in high school, I immediately went to the hair salon after school to get my hair done and I got a horrible haircut. Talk about cumulative grief. I really wanted to be alone after that haircut, especially since I had to figure out a quick remedy to undo that damage and poor decision on my part. Then there was another time some years after that when something happened while I was at work and I went to the store, spent a lot of money on a pair of white gold hoop earrings. I do not remember the incident, but I remember the earrings and still have them as a reminder to not grieve and shop. That is a boundary for me. Many eat their feelings and I have been there. However, when I am utterly devastated and depressed, I cannot eat when the loss is raw. But when I am feeling all kinds of emotions that I cannot articulate what I'm feeling, I am quite capable of devouring Costco-sized snacks in a 24-hour period. I do not hit Costco when I'm going through something. That is a boundary. I have disciplined myself to not only stick to prayer and the word, but to pray that I do not desire quick fixes because I have endured the consequences in the past. So my boundaries are developed from experience. How do we let people know we need space without the guilt? We lead our responses with appreciation. Appreciate the efforts, the consideration, and then be honest. People will appreciate honesty, and the Lord always appreciates and encourages honesty. Colossians 3 verse 9, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. Therefore, it is the delivery of the truth that will obliterate the guilt. The delivery will depend on the audience, not the speaker. So not on ourselves, but on who we're speaking to. So know your audience. That does not mean we will avoid unwanted responses. Some may ignore our request, try to argue it, because often a part of our nature is to fix sadness. We don't like to see sad people and we don't want to be sad too. So it can be instinctive to try and offer advice, quote scripture, or repeat sayings we have heard before just to say something. At times we say the things we don't like to hear ourselves. Often, I will tell people just to remember others mean well, no matter what we hear, but also just because they do not understand does not mean we are wrong to feel the way we do. However, if we sit too long in a particular emotion in our process, we can easily become too comfortable with that kind of misery too. Only God can fix us. Only he can heal us. Only the internal can remediate the temporal. 
to invite God to do what he does, we need to set boundaries. And then in that invitation, God will guide our boundaries, the expansion and contraction of the same at his appointed time. I have even banned certain foods from my home because I have no self-control with certain products and I know my boundaries. I have banned a particular streaming network from my home during the pandemic because it delivered a presence of evil into my home. Set your boundaries, know your triggers, and I will speak on triggers soon. For now, I leave you with 2 Corinthians 4 verses 17 and 18, which motivates me to set boundaries. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And that is why set that is why we set our affection on the things above, because this life is temporary. Until next time, know that I love you and the Lord loves you the most.